Hello and welcome to Talking Tent, a podcast about movies, TV, and all the content we can possibly consume. I'm Zach. And I'm Irma. We are a married couple whose shared love of movies and TV cannot be contained, so we've decided to share our thoughts, opinions, cheers, and occasional jeers with the world. It is May 1st, and welcome to our first ever Excitometer episode, when we will look ahead at everything coming out in the next month that intrigues us or excites us and give our Excitometer score. Pat and Pend. <laughs> there's a lot here. Oh, I'm a little so overwhelmed. Much. It's it's absolutely overwhelming. And the TV onslaught that we've been discussing recently does not end. But first, we will start with the first week in May. Oh, so we're doing this by date, not yep. by, okay. All right. The first week in May, the biggest release of the month and probably one of the biggest releases of the year, at least certainly box box office wise. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 comes out May 5th. Monster release. Day after our anniversary. Oh, wow. <laughs> Should How romantic. Date night? <laughs> date night with baby Groot. Teenage Groot. Adolescent Groot. I know. So I would normally say I'm excited for this, but I feel like I've been burned by the uh, Marvel trailers. Like the one for Ant-Man looked so good and it got me so excited for that. And then I saw the movie and it was shit. <laughs> <laughs> and so, like, yes, I want to say I'm excited for Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, I do genuinely like um, James Gunn and what he's done with the Guardian movies. So I'm going to say a seven. I'm I'm excited enough for this. Irma, I think this podcast would be much more interesting if we disagreed more often. But again, we are agreeing <laughs> that uh, in theory, I'm very excited exactly, for this. It too. is the finale, kind of of the Guardians of the Galaxy. It is the end, at least, of the characters that we know in in this iteration. And it should be wonderful, but Marvel has taken a major dip lately and really disappointed me. And honestly, I did I I hated Guardians 2. So I actually don't like yeah, what Guardians James 2 Gunn wasn't good. Has, has done. Yeah, you're right. That was James Gunn also? Yeah, all of them are. Mm. And this is actually, I think, the last Marvel thing he's doing. It now is. that he is DC's Big boy. Yeah. So I'm going to, ooh. Are you going to go down? Yeah, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it an excitometer of six. Okay. Lowering my expectations so that they can be. So you could be pleasantly surprised. I can be pleasantly surprised yeah. rather than disappointed. Okay, I get that. I get that. I mean, I feel like I love Batista. I love, yeah, Groot. I love. Um, Rocket. Rocket. I don't know. Yeah, I do really like all the characters. So I'm, 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 I have high hopes. Hope, well, medium hopes. <laughs> all right, let's go. Then the television for that same week. This is what we were talking about, about it getting a little overwhelming. On May 1st, right off the bat, White House Plumbers, the new HBO drama starring Justin Theroux, Woody Harrelson, Kiernan Shipka, Judy Greer, Damo Gleason, Lena Headley, Monster, Lena Headey, apologies, Monster cast. Uh, it's a farcical take on the Watergate scandal and the people that were supposed to be helping Nixon that ended up making it even worse in uh, Thoreau and Woody Harrelson. Yeah, I'm excited for this. I've been seeing previews for this like for a while now, and I think it's going to be so good. 
Uh, I would say a nine. I'm pretty excited. Big one. Yeah, am, big one. I am also excited. The Hoffman household loves J- Justin Thoreau. And this is also a limited series, like a mini series, right? Yeah, comes and goes. It yeah. ends. Um, but yeah, I'm going to give it an eight. Slightly less excited, but it, it's HBO. We're going to watch it. We're going to love it. Then on May 4th. Which is a Thursday. I know that because that is our anniversary. Ooh, woo, woo, woo. <laughs> Big four years on May 4th, right? Did you just have to look that up? No. I saw you looked at <laughs> no, I looked to make sure it was the right day, and you were correct. It's a Thursday. Big four years for Irma and Zach, and we will be celebrating by watching the other two. <laughs> no, maybe we'll watch it after. Um, but the other two, season three comes back. Uh, for anybody that doesn't know, I believe it started on Comedy Central, but has been subsumed by the Max. And it is about a, let's call him a Justin Bieber type who happens to have two older siblings who are lost in life. And the, that they are the titular other two, an older brother and an older sister also trying to make it in the world with this uber famous younger brother. And it is hilarious. Well, also, and their mom becomes uber famous also. True. Yes. In, in the, throughout the first two seasons. And she's kind of the other guy, the kid's manager and she and becomes we, famous. Her she's own played self. by Molly Shannon. Yep. Which is great. Um, yeah, I missed the first season, caught up on the second season. It is extremely funny. Um, I really like it. I mean, I, I feel like I'm not as connected to it as you are. So I'm going to say a seven, um, but it is like a really great comedy. I'm giving it a nine. It is <laughs> hilarious. And I can't wait for just just guaranteed guffaws every episode. So you <laughs> yeah. can't really can't really discount that on the same day star wars visions season two comes out the second iteration of animated shorts in the star wars universe this side there this time they're moving outside of just japanese animation studios and going worldwide with it the first season had a lot of standouts so this season should be good uh star wars stuff kind of like the marvel stuff i'm giving a little bit of a detriment i'm saying a a solid a solid six I'm yeah, gonna, I'm excited for it. It's definitely intriguing, but I'm not going to be like, oh, yeah, it comes out today. Well, one of the reasons why I kind of like Star Wars Visions is because it's like it's not canon, um, which I think. Is that true? Yeah. So it gives them more opportunity to like play around with things that could happen in the Star Wars universe. Um, and I honestly really love like different animation styles. And I love seeing like how that can fit into this. So that being said, like, I am a bit oversaturated by Star Wars. I don't think um, we're going to be jumping to watch this, like, immediately. Like, maybe we'll wait for a couple episodes to build up since there is so much TV. Um, So I'm going to give this a five. Like, I'm excited. I thought you were going to say higher. You went lower. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, I, I do. I really do like this, like, premise. But I don't think, like this is something that we're going to be talking about every week. You know what I mean? Like we'll watch it. Sure. But I'm not like excited to watch it. Like when it comes out. On the same day, (laughs) a third show on the same day, May 4th, a show called Bupkis. 
coming out on Peacock. And uh, he continues to churn out content. And mostly you've seen him in commercials and on the Knicks sidelines. But uh, this is Pete Davidson's life story in a, in a heightened, fictionalized way. Uh, I actually haven't seen any any previews of it, so I don't know. That's the description is a heightened, fictionalized version. So I don't know how heightened. Uh, my assumption is it's this is going to be kind of like Lil Dicky is Dave which I love, so I can't imagine this will be anywhere near as good. And I don't know, Pete Davidson, I don't like him. I don't dislike him. I'm I pretty neutral. Okay. I, I'm just interested in that he is a thing and he continues to get all of these opportunities. Nothing he does is bad. Nothing he does is great. Well, I'm he's not like it. an actor. Like, I don't understand what he does necessarily but it seems lauren michaels has just decided he is an intriguing presence yeah and yeah. he gets eyeballs yeah like all right the, sorry the world has you were agreed. about to give it a grade i'm giving it a five directly down the middle yeah that's what i think i'm gonna give it to also a five um i'm a bit like similar to star wars visions pete davidson he's just so like well i guess maybe not similar but he's just in the zeitgeist so much like I feel like there's always some news headline about him. So I feel like I kind of know his life in a weird way. Like I know so much about him. I don't really think I need more info. I don't know. Yeah. And it's also on Peacock. Eh, like, I don't know. A five. Then finally, the next day. Is this getting overwhelming for you yet? Uh, Taste the Nation with Padma Lakshmi. Season two comes back. This I think this came out during the pandemic. Maybe right before it. Mm. Pretty sure it was during the pandemic. Yeah, and she must have, I think she filmed everything right before it. But it's just a, another travel food show. But it's in the U.S. In the U.S. Which, which I kind is, of liked. Yeah, yeah, so Padma kind of exploring different cultural cuisines within the United States. Obviously, the melting pot tossed salad of the world. Yeah. Um, and it's really nice. They tell a lot of really nice stories. They really do. About, you know, indigenous people, the Mexican people in, in Texas. Uh, I think they did a Polish they did. one in, in Milwaukee. Oh, this is all season one, so I'm sure she finds lots of other stories. I also love uh, spending time with Padma <laughs> whenever we can. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, you so, and Padma. Uh, I know. I feel like this is going to be your show. You watch by yourself no. without me. So I'm giving this one a seven. Just be like, I'm excited for it. I pretty much know exactly what it's going to be. It's going to, I'm going to like it. It's not, you know, it's just going to fulfill an hour of our time every, maybe not 45 minutes of our time every week. Agreed. Yeah. A seven. Happy to watch it. Yeah. And then the, the big one of this television week, this also comes out May 5th. It's called Silo. And this is the first of the shows that Apple Plus is putting out a new, brand new series premiere show every week in May. And maybe even going forward, uh, it's pretty interesting. One of them has to hit. Uh, but this is based on the Wool books by Hugh Howie, who was kind of one of the first self-published on Amazon monster smashes from, I don't know, at least 10 years ago. I read it. It's great. It is a uh, futuristic dystopian world where mm. everybody lives in these silos that are buried under the ground. Uh, and it's it's like... um snow piercer situation where it's like everybody is stuck in this one enclosed place and it is show run by graham yost which gives me i feel like apple's been doing some of these 
genre television shows, and a few of them have not hit yet. Graham Yost, who is the showrunner of Justified, he is the executive producer of a lot of things, but including Slow Horses, which we love. So he gives me faith that this could go very well. It is a very hyped book series. And you read all of them? I read the first one, not all of them. I don't know. I assume the first season, at least, is just the first book, and then they'll move forward. Um, But this feels like, I don't know, what was the extrapolations Apple hasn't done well? That other one that was the sci-fi one? with Yeah, the thing is, like, Apple has just a lot of money. Like, this is not their main source of income, so they can just throw money at something like this, which is kind of exciting because I feel like it's going to look amazing. But I have no background knowledge of the series. So um, I'll watch it just because I know you're kind of excited about it. But it, yeah, I have, I'm going to give this a five. I'm giving this one a nine. Okay. I'm very excited. And hopefully this is the Apple sci-fi thing that actually lands. Because again, there's been a few that, that have not really hit anywhere. So that's the first week first of May. First week of May. That's a lot. The second week of May, much lower on the movie releases. I think everybody is avoiding Guardians for the first week, of course, and then even the second week. The only interesting movie that is coming out, which is actually getting a decent amount of hype behind the scenes, is a movie called Hypnotic. Speaking of Ben Affleck, still in the zeitgeist from air, Ben Affleck is only starring. He didn't write or direct this. Uh, Robert Rodriguez directed it, so a, a return for him in a way. But I didn't look at it too much, but it is a sci-fi detective hmm. affair with Ben Affleck investigating something. I haven't even heard about this, and it comes out in, what, two weeks? That's kind of weird. No, no, you've heard about How? People have been talking about, because every time they talk about Ben Affleck and Air, they're saying, oh, and this next movie, Hypnotic, that's coming out is supposed to be very good. Okay. So it's been it's been in the air. Maybe I just haven't realized. Yeah, yeah. you probably just didn't know what they were talking about. And you didn't realize it was coming out like two weeks, yeah, three crazy. weeks. Yeah, crazy. I was okay. surprised that it was coming out this recent. But when I saw it, I was like, oh, this is what they've been talking about. Um, So I'm going to give it. I love I love Ben Affleck. And Robert Rodriguez is great director. I'm going to go eight and a half. Well, Ooh. going halfies. <laughs> you can't do that. I'm breaking the rules already. Uh, I'm going to give it an eight. Sure. I love Ben Affleck. Sure. Eight. Uh, and then another small movie. It's uh, Charlie Day wrote and directed a comedy and he stars in it. And it's it's also starring Ken John, whom I don't love, but maybe he'll be good again. I feel like he hasn't been in as many movies now that he's probably getting paid so much for Mass Singer that he just doesn't do anything else. It's called Fool's Paradise. It comes out on May 12th, along with Hypnotic. And it is about a down-on-his-luck publicist, played by Ken John, who gets his lucky break when he discovers that a mute man, played by Charlie Day, I believe, who was recently released from a mental health facility, looks just like a method actor who refuses to leave his trailer. So presumably, it's like a moot making a movie, but they have to sub in this guy that doesn't talk with the guy that does talk. Probably a little farcical. I don't know. I love Charlie Day. He'll be doing his, he'll be doing like maybe silent acting type stuff back to um, Charlie Chaplin-esque maybe. Hmm. I don't know. So we'll see. He's certainly a a larger than life character when he wants to be. So I'll I'll just, I'll honestly see anything Charlie Day does. Uh, So I'm going to give this one an eight. Okay, so you're going to see this in theater. Ooh, so maybe I'll give it a, <laughs> we'll see. 
dependent on reviews. This one is a dependent on reviews. Yeah. Because things no, can easily fall apart. But like that's the not Owen. what this is about. True. I'm going to give it a eight. Stick, yeah, stick with your with eight. It. Okay. I just love Charlie Day. Yeah. What did I give Hypnotic? I gave that an eight. Um, assuming I'm only going to see one movie this week, uh, I'll probably give this a five. Yes, Charlie Day is funny, but eh, I feel like comedies in movie theaters are never as good as I want them to be. Though seeing a comedy in a movie theater is probably better than watching it at home just because you get that crowd. Um, what is it like? I don't know. Just when the crowd all reacts the same, it all it makes it so much better and so much more funny. Yeah. Community. Yeah. Is always more fun. And now moving over to television on May 8th, a special. We watch Jeopardy every single night. We DVR it and then watch it with dinner. So they're. Yes, we're old. <laughs> we're putting out, they're putting out a Jeopardy Masters, um, which is different from the Tournament of Champions, but it is five people from this year's Tournament of Champions. So everybody you love from this season, Matt Amodio, Amy Schneider, and a few others, and also James Holzhauer. So it's five people we just watched and him facing off in some sort of continued battle affair over multiple episodes. And so this is different from Jeopardy, like Jeopardy's yeah. still going to be on. Yeah, okay. I think this will be more primetime right? instead of like the 7 or 7.30 slot um, and probably only once a week. Okay. But it's more Jeopardy and it's just the best trivia show on television, yeah. bar none, easy peasy. So more Jeopardy is always, always um, we're always going to watch it. I'm not like thrilled or intrigued by it. I understand exactly what it's going to be. A six, we're going to watch it, whatever. Yeah, a six. <laughs> Definitely going to watch it, but yeah. Then on May 10th, an FX show called Class of 09. And at first I was trying to Google this and only the only thing that came up was Class of 07, which is a young adult movie that came out on Netflix. So I was like, ah, I'm not even going to add this. Then I just saw a commercial for it. And it is a, some sort of FBI thriller with Brian Tyree Henry and Kate Mara investigating something. It looks creepy and psychological uh maybe with some sort of killer involved and it's on fx which gives me does that mean on hulu yeah okay yeah i mean i love brian tyree henry yeah fx is only second to hbo and like having my yeah absolutely Mm -hmm. that i'll at least give it a shot and then yeah brian tyree henry and kate mara uh, i'm gonna give it a shot so uh, a seven okay i'm gonna say a six i had no idea what the show was or that it was even happening. So yeah, uh, a six. Sure, I'll watch it. Then on May 12th, The Great comes back. Oh, I love the show. Season three about Catherine the Great. Elle Fanning does a great job. And Nicholas Holt, whom we love. So funny. Yeah, we don't want to discount Elle Fanning. She does a great job too, but Nicholas Holt is just so good. He's just, yeah, he's so funny. This is a 10 for me. Wow, our first 10. (laughs) I know. I just love the great so much. And I don't even care about the story. I just love watching them. I just find it so hilarious. Yeah, we're getting we're getting to the point that this is going to start being her downfall, though, right? It's got to begin. Yeah, I don't even remember what happens in real life. I think it ended with like the city started uh, something chaos ensued and she like left. But doesn't she rule for a long time? Or no? No, I think she gets beheaded. Oh. Um, Spoiler alert. Uh, But yeah, I'm going to give it an eight. It's solid. 
Boo. <laughs> May 12th, also, Queer Eye, season seven uh, on Netflix. Kind of another, we know exactly what we're getting. It is an hour of our lives. Well, Netflix won't be every week. It'll, we'll probably binge it in like two days like we always do. I know. Uh, I hate that about Netflix, but at the same time, whatever. Yeah, you, you cry, you laugh. It's you so love the, the boys. The boys yeah. are just a delight, except for Anthony. Why? I don't know. He's just so useless. He's so strange in the show. <laughs> are like wow what he taught he them doing? how to make a grilled cheese yeah he's he's just he's literally just eye candy yeah he is, like he he's, is he's just so handsome tan is my favorite i think he is like so good and obviously bobby for the interior design i think inter- bobby does most of the heavy lifting um with like just transforming a whole whatever it is that needs to be transformed and it always looks amazing um i'm very excited for this i'm always very excited for this i'm gonna also give this a 10 there I go. Two tens in a row. Huge scores. Yeah. Uh, I'm going I'm to go seven and a half. Okay. Right in the right in three quarters there. Right? Yeah. They can't yeah. do any wrong yeah, in my I eyes. Ju- it's just another one. I it, It's always good. I know what I'm yeah. getting. I'm not like excited or, or enthused. It's just, it's always good. And then also May 5th. <laughs> this is. What do you mean May 5th? May 12th. <laughs> Sorry. This is, it's a lot of stuff. The the next week's iteration of new Apple thing. It's called City on Fire. Um, it it almost looks YA ish. It is about a NYU student who is found dead, and we learn to unravel her connections to a series of fires that began mm. in, in the city. I believe it's actually based on a book. Probably, yeah. That sounds like it would be. Yeah. So they're if they're releasing their their sci fi. Epic the week before. This kind of feels like maybe trying to get the the, the teens and tweens and college students. Do you think it'll actually be filmed in New York? <laughs> Probably not. Maybe Montreal maybe just again. Some ex- uh, exteriors. I kind of only put this on the list to show the, what Apple's strategy that seems to be happening. Um, I'm going to say a, a five. This, okay. this is even, con- we might not even watch it. This is like straight up contingent on somebody tell me it's good. Yeah. I'm going to say it. a three. Um, yeah. I don't know anything about this. I, I'm sure it could be very good, but yeah, we'll see. Yeah, you're right. I'm lowering it a four. <laughs> Week three of May, May 14th to the 20th, the next big one. There's two monsters in May. They, they're two weeks apart. Ooh, I'm excited for this. Fast X comes out May 19th. We all know what it is. The 10th iteration of the Fast and Furious franchise. Jason Momoa is the new big bad. And based on the newest run of trailers, so the first trailers didn't show him that much other than him looking a little thick. But, <laughs> yeah, he looks like he's, he's gotten a little fiat. No offense. No, but in, you what, take that back. So Fast X has been all over the NBA playoffs. They're doing a whole um, partner campaign. They have Bronny James because of the whole family thing of like Bronny taking the keys from oh LeBron, God. which is going to be funny because apparently Bronny is good, but not great, but whole nother topic. But in the most recent trailers, I've been seeing like Jason Momoa going pretty funny, like uh, sarcastic and not like uh, Charlize went so serious. Yeah. And he looks to be more playing, playing at uh, Dom a bit, which is, which will be an interesting dynamic to add. Is a little, he also related yucks. to them somehow? Probably. Their yeah. race is so <laughs> ambiguous. Nine and a half. It's an X for me. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm yeah, I'm hesitant to give like perfect scores on anything. I know. So nine and a half. You already you you already gave freaking Queer Eye season seven a ten. You can give this a ten. I did. I, I just know. gave it an X. Um, I'm very excited for this. This is this is one franchise that has gotten me from the beginning. This was mm-hmm. pre Zach. I was a huge Fast and Furious fan. Busy. I've seen, I would say, most of these movies in theaters. Seeing these in theaters is like so much fun. The crowd gets so hyped. I get so hyped. It's just, it's just great. And it's ridiculous. And I don't care. You know what I mean? Like there's some franchises where like I look at like the, I don't know, just like the ridiculousness of it. And I'm just like, I roll my eyes. But this like, that's what it is. And I, I don't know. I love it. I love it. We love it together, yeah. Irma, to her glorious credit and why we're married for four years together for 14 and continue to be making this podcast together. Love you, bub. Me and the boys see these movies every year when they come out in theaters. And Irma is always the only girl that comes and she loves it just as much. It's the best. And then to way smaller coming to your televisions, but still a movie that I Barely even knew was happening, but there is a remake of White Man Can't Jump starring, well, I would be more excited for this until I saw that it is starring Jack Harlow in the Woody Harrelson role. I roll that no one can see. (laughs) (laughs) And I mean, I will give, I'm not going to immediately shoo him off. I've never seen him act. Maybe he'll be decent. I can assure you that he will not be as good as Woody Harrelson, who is a Hollywood legend. And his music has kind of let me down all around. Just not a huge Jack Harlow fan. It comes out on the same day, May 19th, but it's on Hulu. So like low stakes, you put it on. If it's bad, you you go for a P. I don't know. Yeah. So uh, a four. I was going to say a three. Yeah. Who knows if Jack Harlow can act? We'll see. All right. Back to TV. Back to TV. And there's only two ones that interested me. And both of them, again, are things I didn't really know about these are new shows the one that's coming out this week on apple is called high desert on may 17th and it is about peggy newman who's portrayed who's played by patricia arquette who's always good exactly so like this is another one where it's like i don't really know it could be good but we're gonna at least give it the benefit of the doubt for a little while because of patricia arquette she plays a woman with a checkered past who makes a life-changing decision to become a private investigator following the death of her beloved mother, with whom she lived in a small desert town in Yucca Valley, California. I feel like all of these shows are about the same thing. <laughs> yeah, investigation. Yeah. Yeah, I imagine it's going to be some sort of dark, gritty, small town, you know, in the desert. Yeah, it's like True Detective style. Yeah, uh, what was that The Andy Greenwald show that with um, Rosario Dawson... That it didn't have a second season and it was okay, but it, it it's that idea is giving me those. Yeah, vibes. Mayor of Easttown. I, it's not that, but Briar Patch. Yeah. So something like that. Woman goes back to her town to yes. investigate. Briar Patch is probably a good. Yeah. Uh, Briar Patch, I think, went a little bit more surreal. We'll see though. Maybe this will. Um. So intriguing. Uh, a six. Yeah, I'm also going to say a six because of Patricia Arquette. She is always very good. On May 19th, and this is, we're more than halfway through the month, and this is our first new non-established Netflix vehicle. So that kind of goes to show you at least my feelings on Netflix because they're putting out a lot of stuff and most of it 
it's kind of a rule for me at this point that I don't watch any Netflix shows until somebody tells me it's good. Except for Wednesday, we watched immediately because I thought it was intriguing. And it turns out it was very good. They do a decent job pulling in international shows. So this show is called Muted and it's Spanish. And it is about a man named Sergio who was released from prison six years after murdering his parents when he was still a minor. During Yeah. During that time in prison, he hasn't said anything. And it's kind of unraveling that story. He works with psychologists to try and unravel that story. Uh, it's very, it sounds very similar to a book that was very hot this year called The Silent Patient, in which a mm. woman killed her husband and then went completely mute. And a, um, a psychologist in her mental institution unravels what happened. So funny that they're both coming out basically in the same year, year or two. Um, but just the idea kind of sounds... It, with Netflix, it could be one of those really cheesy, over-the-top kind of like silly dramas. Yeah, but I feel like because this is foreign, like it won't fall into that, yeah. you know? That, that's, that's what I'm thinking, too. It, it sounds interesting, even though it's very similar to a book I just read, um, but only in premise. Uh, so I'm going to give this one uh, also a six. Let somebody tell me it's good. Yeah, I'll say a six as well. And then the rest of May, it's technically a week and a half, but what are you going to do? Another big release. May has three big uh, IP tentpole releases coming out, which I guess is normal. It's basically the start of the summer blockbusters. And on May 26th, The Little Mermaid live action comes out in theaters. And I am cautiously optimistic about this one. I believe we talked about it briefly in a previous podcast yeah this is definitely a huge nostalgia play for me um i loved the little mermaid growing up i mean beauty and the beast was always my go-to and they already did a live action version of that which i also really liked so i have high hopes for this because of that but at the same time it being underwater is what makes me nervous like, I don't doubt, um, is it Haley Bailey mm-hmm. playing Little Mermaid? Um, I don't doubt that she's not going to be amazing and like all the people are good, probably going to be great. Um, it's just like how it's going to look visually because a live action Little Mermaid is kind of strange. I don't know. Yeah, it's not really live action. It can't be. Right. It's going to be make or break on the CGI. Yeah. And based on the Disney and Marvel yeah, the CGI uh, and honestly, never even some of great. the most of the most recent Star Wars stuff, it's been a little bit of a letdown. And also in lieu of uh, Avatar doing an underwater thing yeah, and looking exactly. incredible, exactly. So it's oh, it's absolutely going to be compared to it on a visual level, and it's going to be impossible to match that. I know, like I just think it's going to look a little cartoony. Yeah, you which know? maybe is fine. Maybe they'll kind of lean into that a bit more. Yeah, as opposed to like the Lion King that was just like photorealistic. This one, the lobster might look a little more cartoony, and that's okay. And the flowers will look cartoony. Yeah, no doubt Halle Bailey can sing for sure. Yeah. The songs are probably going to rule. I think it's, I think, is Lin-Manuel is involved again making, um, <laughs> sorry, making <laughs> us, uh, there's a few more original songs. Yeah, uh, we'll so hopefully see. he listens more to the original soundtrack rather than making them all sound kind of like his sound. Making them all rap. Right. Having a lobster um, wrap. But we'll see if she can also act. Yeah, uh, I think she can. I mean, she was on, what, Yara Shahidi's... Um, yeah, Grownish. Was, yeah, Grownish. And I thought she was good in yeah, that. I mean, obviously were, she wasn't the main character. They were both but, good in it. 
Yeah, I have like medium hopes for this. I'm going to say a seven. I don't know if we're going to see it in theaters. Yeah, we are. Well, no, but I just mean like that first when it first comes out. Because isn't that uh, Memorial Day weekend? I don't know. We'll see it. Yeah. We'll definitely see it, but I I don't know. Yeah. I think you almost, this is like one of those movies that you kind of have to see in theaters, um, I think. So yeah, I'm going to say a seven. I'm going an eight. Okay. I'm hoping it's going to be good. Little Mermaid is arguably my favorite Disney movie, along with Aladdin and Beauty and the Beast, at least of our generations. Uh, I had it on VHS as a kid, so I watched it a lot. Um, Pretty Girl with a Tail. (laughs) Weird to watch for that long. (laughs) Um, But yeah. Hopefully the CGI doesn't look awful because that yeah. can really, really destroy. I know that's it. what I'm nervous about. Uh, and then a small one that's being released by A24, so it can't be bad. On May 26th, also it's called "You Hurt My Feelings," and it's with Julia Louis Dreyfus, which is always interesting. And she plays a novelist whose marriage is suddenly upended when her when she overhears her husband giving an honest reaction to her latest book. Oh, right. I feel like I saw yeah. like a trailer for this. So inevitably, it's going to be funny. Yeah. And that's all I really know. But Julia Louis-Dreyfus is always good. So we're going to give this... This is probably a wait for it to come out on streaming or on yeah. demand. We'll see. Maybe like if the reviews are really good, maybe we'll want to yeah. go see it. Very possible. We're going to give it a seven. Yeah. Seven. I'm going to also say a seven. Uh, and then just a, just a FYI that on May 23rd, Shazam 2, Fury of the Gods, comes out to max. So for everybody who didn't see it in theaters because it wasn't supposed to be good and kind of the last death knell of the previous DC regime. Well, I just also kind of feel like it was very dumb of DC to say like, oh, yeah, all of these movies don't matter anymore while they still have like, I think, two movies like it was like Shazam and um, Jason Momoa's movie, like, apparently it's not going to be a part of what of James Aquaman? Gunn. Yeah. Oh. It's not going to be a part of what James Gunn is going to be doing moving forward. So it's like, you're, you're sealing these movies' feet, you know? It just seems well, really dumb. Yeah, well, when Aquaman, well, yeah, I guess all of, none of DC was technically connected. Yeah. Really, so that's kind of like, it still was. And Aquaman 1 was pretty good. Well, Aquaman made a lot of money. Yeah. I mean, I like Jason Momoa a lot, so I, I think maybe that'll probably do better, but... But yeah. we haven't seen Shazam! Fury of the Gods uh, from what we've heard. I really liked the first one, but apparently the second one kind of lost all of that heart of it being kind of funny and heartwarming about a, a kid becoming a superhero and turned it into just a very run-of-the-mill action blaster with people we don't care about fighting each other and fighting gods and it got way too big like we've talked about a lot of these stories getting um so i'm you know not no excitometer here because it's been out a a five fine a five to watch it on max when it comes out a two wow our (laughs) lowest score yet yeah we'll watch and then the final so now moving to television the final of the apple releases this this month and potentially the best just given apple's uh, proclivity to put out comedies. I, f- I feel like if if we give them anything, the Ted Lasso's, the Shrinkings are kind of the best things that have been on Apple so far. So on May 24th, a show called Platonic comes out starring Rose Byrne and Seth Rogen, whom you can't go wrong with. And they're just former Platonic, former best friends. And 
in the middle of their life, they reconnect and we'll see what happens from there. Uh, but this could easily be similar to someone I used to know, some similar to Love Life, similar to Rye Lane, a little bit deeper of a rom-com, uh, more, you know, a little sad people, yeah. introspective. And this is kind of like a, have they done anything together since Neighbors? I mean, they were great in Neighbors. Yeah, probably not except for Neighbors too. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, yeah, this sounds great. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'll be excited for this. I'll, I'll give it an eight. Why I'm going to go nine. Oh. I'm getting my hope. No, you're, no, screw it. I'm doing it. <laughs> give it a nine. I love Seth Rogen. Yeah, stick to your guns. Rose Byrne. You know, the only thing I hope for Rose Byrne is that she just speaks in her normal voice. What is that? She's Australian, right? Oh. I mean, most of the actors in Hollywood are not American. I feel like she actually did use her normal vice voice in Neighbors. Vice. <laughs> but she did never she? does. I'm pretty sure she did. Uh, she never does. And just, just use it, because then I'm always thinking, like, you're putting on an accent. Although, I'm just so used to her American accent that it's fine. We started watching Perry Mason. Total tangent. But um, Matthew Reese's American accent pretty much is the only his voice I've ever heard. Yeah. So I just kind of, I just know what his American accent is and I'm not off put by it. But then his co-star in Perry Mason, I, I don't really know who she is and I never s seen her in real life, but I, we were watching and I was like, this woman sounds like she's not actually American. I looked it up. She's British. Yeah. So it's just funny when all of these actors don't use their real accents. Uh, yeah. What am I giving the it? The Brits are stealing our jobs. I'm yeah. Just Seth Rogen. <laughs> I love Seth Rogen. Uh, then May 29th. During, <laughs> yeah, I know, you I put had this to put on, it on the list. It's coming out. Um, <laughs> during the pandemic, me and Irma started watching American Ninja Warrior. It's just a fun, although overwhelming because it's at least two hours every yeah, week. Yeah. Oh God. It's so much. But it's on normal television. So it's actually only an hour and a half because you can fast forward through the commercials. Uh, but on May 29th, American season, American Ninja Warrior comes back, and uh, just like the other shows that I just know exactly what I'm getting, I'm giving it a six, but we're definitely going to watch it. Yeah, it's just like, I guess, a reality competition show, you know what I mean? And like, watching these people do all of these obstacles, it seems insane, but kind of fun to watch, and you start to get to know, like, the characters, because they'll, like... If they pass the level, they'll come back for the next level and then you're rooting for them. I don't know. I get really into it. Yeah. Yeah. There's, they, it's so silly. They always have the heartwarming stories. Yeah, they really do. But then if you do commit for several seasons, there are people that are just on every year. Yeah. They're like athletes. And that you want them to like succeed this year. Like, oh, this year you yeah, got they it. they blew it last year. They got to get back. And um, What so did you give good. it? A seven? A six. Oh, a six. I think I gave it the same as Queer Eye and uh, Padma. Oh. I gave Padma higher. Yeah, you did. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't give Padma 69. Oh, geez, a 6.9. <laughs> You're right. Uh, I'll give it a 7, yeah. The final thing that comes on the comes out May 30th, which Irma does not watch. It is called I Think You Should Leave with Tim Robinson. It is arguably the funniest show on television, even though it's on Netflix. It is a sketch comedy show where each episode is between 12 and 15 minutes. It's Tim Robinson, who is just one of the funniest people in the world. Laugh out loud, memeable. It's amazing. It gives me the show being popular and getting three seasons on Netflix. Gives me hope for the world. 
(laughs) because it is so funny, but it's so weird. And then the fact that enough people love it as much as they do for Netflix, A, it's probably very cheap for them. But like the fact that Netflix just keeps it going, gives me faith in Netflix, gives me faith in the world. It's it's the best. It's hilarious. I'm definitely going to rewatch the first two seasons because they're there's only a few episodes and they're short. So you can watch it with me and, and catch up. Yeah, maybe I will. And uh, so I'm giving this one a nine and a half. Also, I won't go 10 because I haven't yet. But we're we're up there. Yeah. Yeah. He's in Detroiters. I always get him confused because what's the other guy's name in Detroiters? Uh, Sam. Okay. For some reason, when you say Tim Robinson, I always think you're talking about that other guy. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. Sam, Sam Richardson. Yeah. They're very similar. Yeah. In, yeah. In name. In name. Exactly. Um, okay. Uh, I, yeah, I don't. Irma doesn't watch. She hasn't <laughs> watched it. I, I She's going to watch it though. Cause I'm going to rewatch the first two. I'll say a five. Sure. Why not? Did you give your score? Did I interrupt you? I gave it a nine and oh, a half. Nine and a half. Yeah, the highest I went along with fast. And that is it. That is 24 things. Too much. That we will <laughs> probably consume. And there's probably other stuff that you didn't even have on yes, this list, to be honest. definitely. Things like, on... I think there's like a Bridgerton coming back. I didn't see that. There's a I don't spinoff. Know if of... Oh, I know it's coming. I just don't know if okay. it's May. Yeah, there, there are things on netflix that i'm just not gonna put on the list until somebody says it's good yeah so that was 24 things that we're almost definitely gonna watch most of them uh again maybe not all of the apple things except for silo for sure a lot of interesting stuff though the content stream never stops a flowing we're excited for all of it thank you craig for the production assistance and thank you john welsh for our intro and outro music Please subscribe so you know every time we post a new episode. Follow us on all the socials at Talk Intent. Tell us what you're most excited for. Uh, if we missed anything, I'm, I'm sure we did. Uh, and feel free to email us at talkintent at gmail.com. From our living room to yours, what do you want to watch?